On rounds in the woods near the Cypress Knoll's tower gardens, Ranger Pringle hears what he thinks is a gunshot. He tries to get a hold of the police, but cell and radios are jammed. He tries to head out to the main road and sees the main gate of the road to the tower. Seems like he's gotten turned around. At the gate are two heavily armed men who have been ripped apart by something huge. It doesn't take but a second to realize it's the same thing that's been killing cattle. The same thing that had been killing animals near the Swamp's Head Forest almost a year ago. He looks up at the sky and sees the full moon. Incredibly weird. It shouldn't be a full moon for another week. He grabs one of the dead Lorecorp security officers' radios. And, terrified, he heads back to his nearby station while trying to get a hold of someone. As he gets farther away from the grounds of the tower and the radio begins to work, he slams on the brakes to avoid hitting a young woman. Getting out of the truck, Ranger Pringle is surprised and excited to see Roberta Hellinger in the middle of the road, nude, but for a tarp wrapped around herself. As he asks if she's okay, he sees that she's using the tarp to cover not only her body, but that her body is splattered with blood. I need you to take me somewhere, she says with intense urgency. Ranger Pringle and Roberta Hellinger head to the Magnolia Place mansion. She has him park far enough away, and she leaves him and her clothes behind. She's gone for a while. Ranger Pringle eventually hears gunshots, and over the Lore Corporation radio, he hears cries for help, and he calls the cops. After another long while, Roberta Hellinger gets back in the truck. Again, she has blood on her that she tries to wipe off as she puts on a large forest ranger jacket. The police show up, and while a car or two head toward the mansion grounds, a single unmarked car stops, and Winters gets out. He questions them about what's going on, and is very suspicious. In particular, he notices some of the blood on Roberta Hellinger. A police officer shows up, uh, shows up to back up Winters, and is extremely aggressive towards uh, Pringle and Hellinger in particularly, eventually drawing his gun. Now this would be that same cop who punched Darkblade in the face and that you guys got in like a, that fight with in the bathroom in Mystery 3. So David had suggested Lance Henriksen. So a police officer shows up to back up Winters and he looks like a young Lance Henriksen. He's very aggressive towards Pringle and Hellinger in particular and eventually draws his gun. Winters hands on his gun, surveys the situation, and eventually draws it, but on the other officer. When the other cop turns towards Winter, Roberta Hellinger opens the door, hitting the cop in the chest. He tries to shoot at Winters, and Winters ends up shooting him. They all kind of stare at the situation, kind of terrified at what happened or shocked at what happened, and moments later, black smoke comes out of the wounds of a young Lance Henriksen. This American Monster, a Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Darkblade, you have just slowly stared there as uh, smoke whisked out of Addy's body. Uh, we maybe see you staring at that again. You've made the realization that there's like some aspect of Matlock's essence that's imbued in these folks. And um, 
you see that huge crash with the uh, Ferris wheel come down um, towards the entrance of the park. And nearby um, is the Hall of Mirrors. And from like a side exit, you see stumbling out of it, Ashton, who's all cut up with a like all kinds of tiny cuts all over his face and arms and um, maybe has some like deep gouge in his side. Ashton, what happened to you? Um, yeah, and I think, uh, so yeah, what is Ashton, on, on... it's me, Darkblade. I'm over here. <laughs> what? He's waving. Um, yeah, I forget what, what exactly the unstable thing means, but I think it's like real fucked up. So he's, Maybe just like holding his, uh, I don't know, like ribs or something. Sure. I think you probably were cut in a way in like your abdomen where it's a wound that's bleeding significantly. And so the unstable aspect is you're going to continue having problems until this gets addressed. Oh, man, you look messed up. Maybe he's like dragging the sword behind him in like the, uh, I imagine it's like dirt, like sand kind of thing. Sure. He's like, uh, yeah, I found uh, another one of them. Back there. Whoa. What, what did they look like? Uh, like me. Another one. Oh, my God. And uh, did the right one win? <laughs> Just kidding. Of course he did. I love that uh, Swedish that Swedish novel and film, Let the Right One Win. Uh, oh, man. Uh, God, we need to get you some help. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Um, hey, so these creatures are all, they're using Matlock's energy. This is definitely the lore corp at play here. Um, they're using what was left of his life force to create these things. They're not purely demonic. They're, they're, uh, part, uh, magic. Fey magic, possibly. Uh, they have. They all have a life force, and so they all may even have a soul. Um, what? That was a terrible. Why, why would the, they? Do that? When he says, when he says, they all may have a soul. I think you look down and you see Addie's dead body. <laughs> yeah, maybe glance. Uh, Ash glances down there. Uh, did. Uh, was that the right one there? Yeah, uh, some smoke came out. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know that I should have shot her though anymore. But um, I, I know Addie left town. I know this isn't her, and um, I just, uh, you know, I know we have to be safe here. And it's uh, Austin, like, very clear that this isn't shriveling up or smoking out, right? No, A, it definitely is not. However, it did happen just moments ago. Um, I think that when you see it, though, it just looks like a dead body. Or I, sh I shouldn't say it. This was a, this was, to, well, you know, the last time you saw this person, a human being. This is just a human body that's been like shot 
and uh, like there's a bunch of blood on the ground. Yeah, and he's like, a little bit of smoke came out, and you're like, I don't see any smoke. So it's it's obvious without even looking at it, or without you know, <laughs> I don't know, doing the mystical equivalent of taking a pulse or something. Oh, that this person is dead. Yeah, I think this person is clearly dead. They're like they've oh, gone pale. I'm worried if she's a demon or not. Is there any reason for me not to trust Darkblade is what I'm trying to get at? Oh, yeah, completely. Okay, gotcha. So very obvious. Yeah. Uh, no, hold on. I didn't mean you know he's a demon. I mean, there's definitely a reason to not trust him. You guys can't tell who's a demon or not. Hmm, okay. Uh, yeah. We have yet to figure out how to tell who is a demon and who's not without killing the person. Uh, what about Darkblade? He has the mystical vision. Can he see? Um, can he tell the difference with his mystical vision? Okay. So without throwing this mystery out the window, which is predicated on you guys don't know who's real and who's not. Okay. I do also not want to totally throw out your ability that you bought. So I'll say if you make a weird roll, you can try to figure that exact thing out about a person. Okay. Okay, I got a 12. You got a 12. That's pretty good. Okay. What is the process that Darkblade uses to figure out if Ash is really Ash? Um, Darkblade, he, ha he has these sunglasses that when he puts them on, he can see who the alien, he sees they all look like Martians. Oh, gotcha. And All he's right. got a black buddy who has a super deep voice and later <laughs> on has, uh, has, has, has sex with uh, Jennifer Connelly for heroin. Yes. Okay. Especially that. I uh, know gotcha. he, um, he needs to, <laughs> he needs to look, um, really one thing that demons don't have is they don't have physical imperfections. So, well, you know um, that they, you know that the people were exact replicas of the other folks. So this would have to be a mystical thing. Okay, all right. Because these okay. other folks were like entire personality, history, their clothes, their mannerisms, everything was exact. Except all the men had hernias, though, and that's something that um, I, you know, I, I just need you to unzip your pants right now. I can need you to turn and cough. Um, so to use his mystical vision, he, um, he, he like gets some, he, he still has some sea salt that, uh, left over from dealing with the demons and he, he grinds up the rock salt and then he, he snorts it up into his nose. And then as he's sneezing wildly, um, he can see the the demons have like it looks like a like a double it's like double vision looking at them okay so you can see that that kind of like haze falls over um the corpse of addy um but doesn't over uh ash over ash oh uh, i can tell the right ash one uh Oh, this is the best way I've found to be able to tell the difference. Uh, but so it definitely an wasn't Addy, all right? 
I'll say just to provide some kind of reasoning for why the hell you would do that. And if you don't have one, I think Darkblade assumed like, like, oh, he has to like activate his mind's uh, senses in a way that he wouldn't normally. And after you like are sneezing and you've activated those mucous membranes and like you've like kind of opened your eyes that wide and done all this stuff, at least this is what Darkblade thinks that heightens your senses and even clues you into the mystical better. And since you're already attuned to that, doing that plus the use of the salt, you figured would give you this ability. And when you're looking at how Ash and Addie are different in your vision, you're like, yeah, I was right again. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know that I need to. Maybe I, um, you know, maybe, maybe some of these demons can be. Maybe they can help us. Maybe they can work with us. But that remains to be seen. And right now, we've got bigger problems to be worrying about. We need to secure this, this site, and make sure that we can root out whoever's trying to set up control here. Ash, do you have any ideas who it might be? That's trying to control it? Yeah. This fonts of power that we're standing on. Oh, I think it's got to be Lorcor, right? Yeah, but I don't know that everybody at Lorcor knows what is in on it. We got to We've got to be able to sort out here and now who's behind this. Oh, so you think the uh, these I don't know Fey demons might be infiltrating the Lorcor too? I think Lorcor is behind it. They're the ones who made them, but only of us. I don't know. This is weird. I don't like it. Where? Whereas uh, Mr. Welker and Sundry didn't, weren't they making a distraction? Is that, was that the uh, plan we had? Oh yeah. And you, you look over and you see like a, uh, like a bunch of smoke coming to- from the entrance. Oh, and you're like, that was probably it. And the, the Ferris wheel is still rolling. Uh, like... I think we said it smashed down on a bunch <laughs> of people. So I think if you look over towards the front, you're like, wasn't there a Ferris wheel there? Let's see if we can find Sundry. We need to get you some damn help. Oh man. Yeah, so getting Ash help is definitely something that's pretty important, but you guys do have something that's pretty useful right now that I'm just going to point out before we like leave this. You do have Addy's body, and you know, according to Darkblade, this is a false Addy. Do you want to like examine that body in any way? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I know we've already found out a lot about this stuff, so... We'll see what we can find out from here. But that seems like it would be a read a, read a mystery, investigate a mystery move by like supernaturally examining this specimen of a dead doppel, doppelganger. Doppel popular. Doppel pop. Um, so I got an eight. Okay. And, um, so Darkblade will like prop her up and 
try to examine her body without stripping her naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, look into her eyes and uh, he'll sprinkle some salt on her. Try the lead. Um, okay. Well, which of those questions um, do you want to ask from that read a mystery list? Okay. I want to ask. What can hurt it? What can hurt it? Hmm. Okay. Um, to your knowledge, and I don't want to give this... I want to answer this more fully. And so I'll tell you, I'll try to get, I'll try to give you a full answer here. What can hurt it? You know that these things are these doppelgangers. They're things that have been created. And now you can definitely tell, yes, they're things that had been created out of um, some kind of demonic energy or demonic magic. Um, And you remember back to the, beetle demon and its ability to reproduce itself mm-hmm. constantly um and but you can also tell that some of the magic like imbued in matlock is here or like that matlock had is here and you can remember that cool matlock time. matlock uh essentially sacrificed himself to seal up that beetle demon yeah yeah, this is a good answer. If you could find out where that canister is, yeah, that will bring you on the road to defeating this thing. So finding out where that canister is is uh, will bring you on the road to defeating this thing and stopping what's going on. Cool. What canister? Uh, the canister. Yeah, you weren't here for this one. It's the canister. Beetle canister. Uh huh. Yeah, it was just a, 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 thing, a thing of raid. Raid. Um, it was. Uh, this canister, this like lead urn that this beetle demon had been sealed up in for for who knows how long. And then it had accidentally been opened and this thing got loose and started possessing people. And in the end, the deal was that uh, Matlock sacrificed himself to seal this thing up again. So yeah, do we know where that is? Right, knowing where that, knowing once finding that will help to end this thing. The last place any of us saw it was Welker had it, and he was going to return it to Lorcorp as like part of you know his mission statement, and he gave it to Anna Cross, knowing that she would likely give it to somebody who didn't have Lorcorp's interest. Like she was like basically like a cop, like she worked for the government, and she was going to like take down Lorcorp with it, and like he was like that was sort of implied when he gave it to her, even though like she didn't explicitly say. Mm. And we know as the audience that Anna Cross gave that to the person who turned out to be Mr. Heck. And she gave it to him before or after. Hold on. As the audience, the mm-hmm. thing I remember was she was like waylaid by Bishop. Yep. She gave it she gave it to him and he's like, Don't worry, honey, you won't spend even a moment behind bars. And then she heard a noise and he was gone, and then Bishop came in and killed her. And she never spent a moment behind bars. So she gave it willingly as so she gave it willingly to Heck 
mm-hmm. and then thinking, like, he was thinking like, cool. that she was yeah thinking that she was working for the police. He had her convinced that he was like a, a federal agent, and then Bishop like in league with Mister Heck came in and killed her. Miss Bishop. His motivations weren't known, but I think we can just as the audience can think uh, Bishop came in as just the Lorcorp security forces and in the process killed her to be like, where's this thing that you stole from us? Got it. Got it. So, yeah, so you know that this thing is key to um, to defeating this. And if you can find that you can begin this process and you can tell that these are strings that are going to have to be unraveled, not through one act, but through some kind of almost ritual. We have to find the canister. Um, and Ash says, what canister? No. <laughs> canister. Um, did you see the smoke? There's smoke right there. You didn't see it? The canister is, it's where um, the demon was stored, uh, the beetle demon. And Matlock sacrificed himself to to quell that demon and to send it back to hell. But his life force was left in there and drained in there. He, He had to stab himself in the heart. And so it would really explain... The demonic and fey creatures all have to be originating from someone's foul use of it. And you know what? It was Mr. Welker who ordered that he do this. So I don't see how Lore Corp have clean hands here at all. I think we should talk to Mr. Welker. Let's go find him. All right. I, think, I think you should shoot him from afar before he gets a chance to do anything else bad. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. That's not the real Mr. Walker. That's not the real Mr. Walker? No. How did you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, cool. Um, hmm. Yeah, well, obviously we're going to switch over to Walker and Sundry. Uh, are you guys still together after Locked having just in a tight like, embrace following yeah. our emotional reunion yes no yeah. it's, like, it's like the arnold um uh predator arm grab yeah gotcha. it like With, like oh. it starts on that shot and zooms out and we're like holding it as hard <laughs> as <we can. laughs> yeah exactly i think like they, they had resolved at the end of the last episode to go and kick some ass um, yeah yeah so it's gonna be a real downer if there's not any asses left to kick so let's kick some ass by filling out this paperwork. Mm-hmm. I need an acquisition form over here. All right. Um, well, you guys had known that there's a crystal here and you're looking for that crystal. Like that's one of the things you had wanted to do. You had also wanted specifically to deal with Bishop. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. Um, hmm. Uh, I think the easy thing with that would be we see you guys kind of having like had that tough conversation. And then if especially Welker knowing kind of the lore corporations protocols wants to read a bad situation, he could try to figure out um, 
he could try to maybe figure out what's the best way into this crystal. Absolutely. I think he would suspect that they might kill two birds with one stone. Bishop's probably not that far from the crystal. So yeah, uh, he's going to want to figure out what's the, their fastest way to the mission objective. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Go ahead and roll your roll your sharp. Nine. Nine's pretty good. So you get to ask one of those questions, I believe. All right. My question is, hold on. It was a read a bad situation? Yes. Uh, how about, um, well, what's my best way into Crystal Town? Carl, well, we are at a fair. It's like just a giant state fair. Um, but it's a little more upscale. There's fancier things. There's maybe some things you wouldn't see at a state fair that are a little bit uh, nicer or just cooler for us. Um, the Lore Corporation would have tried to bring this. Um, they had to bring it to a particular place. What's the most interesting place for them to have brought this to? There could be like a Ringling Brothers style circus there. Yeah, there could be something like that. Like actual like elephants and stuff. Yeah, how how cool are you guys with um cover animal your cruelty. ears cover your ears, little guy. Yeah, with, with animal cruelty just being like prominent. I mean, after we've killed all these people and I'd whatnot. say on a scale of cool to not cool, mega cool. Okay. Are there any sure. rare elephants in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there could just be like like they have a small zoo here. It's palmetto, they can't afford elephants. Yeah, none of those like hologram elephants that they pass off for zoos and circuses these days. This is the real deal. They got this area proclaimed to be a preserve, and so they got those old Shriners out, the old Shriners elephants. So they got them, but they're real old. They got them for like nothing. It's a tax write-off, actually. Welker can tell that the place where this uh, crystal seems to be being kept is at this um, is like if he looks at a map of this park. Like, he can tell, like, the place that it makes the most sense is at this zoo. Um, how is it that he can figure that out? Is it that he's still connected into some, like, Lore Corporation stuff? Is he, like, triangulating things based on, like, radio signals he's able to, able to hear? Oh, I think it wouldn't be that hard. Like, he always has his company phone. It's not like they've had time in the last, like, five minutes to be like, lock his user ID. So I feel like he'd still have access to all of his, like, you know corporate yeah. infrastructure i think i think i think that would be somewhat limited you can still you still find this information out but it would be somewhat limited in part because they did just have a whole operation where they said welker's been compromised we have to move this whole thing over to another location did they think that the real welker was compromised as well though um i think they would still probably limit some of that stuff and then they didn't tell you where they were going Okay, so then... Um, Again, you still find this information out. I think it just takes you a bit to, like, dig sure. through. Or maybe, like, I have to, like, log into one of these dead guys' like, PDAs. Oh, yeah, of course. Some of them have radios, and you're able to hear stuff through some of their radios. But it was that someone you were friendly with. Yeah. Yeah, so it's emotionally harmful to me. Yeah, I take like... emotional damage. Mm-hmm, you do. I soak, too, though, because I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> because you're a sociopath. <laughs> um your mask almost slips the mask hiding behind it nothing yeah um, it actually has me soak three i gain health yeah you're like oh no 
I, I can look even more human now. Anyway, you rip the head off a dog and you piss your pants. And yeah, like, right. it was my family's dog. I regret <laughs> yeah. it instantly. Goodbye, Pringles. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys can figure that out, that there's this old zoo. I shouldn't say this old zoo. It's a zoo. There are still animals there. I think at, like, um, if you, like, listen, like, there's music playing and that kind of stuff, but since the there was music playing, since the Ferris wheel smashed a bunch of shit, and I think the electricity went out in parts of things, um, like, uh, now it's quieter, and you can periodically hear, like, some animals around, and you can figure out it's got to be in that direction. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, like, wasting no time and catching Sundry up to speed on my hunch. Let's say, uh, Crystal's that way, and I wager Bishop, too. I think it's time we start taking a little bit back from him. Let's do it. I think it's going to be pretty tough to approach this location. Could you, one of you guys, make a, um, what's it called? Avoid danger roll? You want in this? What is it called? Act under pressure? There it is. Act under pressure roll to kind of like get yourselves there without being noticed. Uh, is this a cool roll? Because if so, maybe Welker should make it. Yes. This is, I don't, don't cool want to hog roll. all the rolls. Oh, do it. I got all the XP I need. <laughs> Alright, so cool. Yeah, Welker will try and like lead the way there through his uh, understanding of Lorecorp security deployment uh, procedures. Sure. Yeah, so you're listening in on the radio and you're having to like kind of change um, frequencies pretty regularly or channels pretty regularly to like figure out what's going on and um, they have pretty regularly like rotating codes for stuff and so you're not familiar with exactly the code they're using but you're having to like try to decipher it and figure it out and I think that you guys are going to be able to get to this zoo um, but Based on that roll, we have a less than perfect result. Unless, by the power Unless. of power by the apocalypse rule system, <laughs> a helping hand comes from another what if, player. What if Sundry were to help? Aha! Uh -huh. Whoa! 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 All right, Sundry could do that by also rolling cool. I get a five. <laughs> All right, that did not help. Okay, well, just let's just let's keep wondering what if. Sure. Um, hmm. All right, I like this because I think what's going to happen is alligator attack. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, quick. Dust Where yourself alligator? off, Roger Moore, or whoever it is. Oh, I shouldn't have been covered in chickens. <laughs> yeah, I was covered in chicken, and I'm near the airboat ride. An easy one to do would be to separate you guys. And I think separating you guys is is one thing, and that could be the result of either the... the I, that could be the result even of the nine, that you guys are able to get in there, but you're separated from one another. Like mm -hmm. a, patrol, a patrol comes by, and in order to get to where you need to go, you've got to split up, or one of you has to go, in the same way that Ash and Darkblade got separated earlier. Or like a large alligator comes by and swallows Welker whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's and like, like it's out later when Sundry's gone. 
Right, and he's inside the alligator's stomach, boxing his organs. Yeah, he has a whole adventure in there, like Jonah the Whale. Yeah. There yeah, was he comes a out of Christian, obviously. Oh, there I thought a... that was a condition of the last episode. I thought you were getting baptized. Uh-oh. This is what's going to trigger the final fight where we <laughs> kill each other. There was an episode of, oh, it was a made-for-TV movie, when Ke- before Kevin Sorbo did uh, Hercu- the Hercules show, mm-hmm. he did a series of TV movies as Hercules. In one of them, he gets swallowed by this enormous sea beast, and when he's inside it, and he is indeed just punching its heart. <laughs> because, you know, you can get from the stomach directly up into the heart. And then he and then he just wraps his arms around it and strangles it. And so they just have this puppet of this giant sea beast being like, and dying. Love it. And then, we, then we have to assume Hercules crawls out of its gullet or rips his way out of its stomach or via the butthole, via the poop shoot. Um, and... Uh, then just I guess swims to swims to freedom. Yeah, if you're that strong, swimming from any point in the ocean is just trivial at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Only takes a couple strokes. Mm-hmm. As you guys are heading this way, you run into this situation similar to what Ash and Darkblade had run into earlier. There's kind of this patrol where the two of you can move forward and like kind of go ahead, but you realize if you. Um, if you start a fight with two or three of these security uh, security officers, your security contractors, you're going to alert everybody else. So you have to like, one of you can go at a time and the other has to wait. And I think the person who goes first wasn't quite realizing on how many of these security contractors there are here. And so the problem was you couldn't just stay and wait then for the second person to arrive you had to also move and so when the second person gets to that first spot that person's gone so Mm -hmm. assuming welker's going first Mm -hmm. welker goes up ahead he has to pause sundry has to hang back but then welker is forced to go to a third location and when sundry gets to the second he doesn't know where the third location is and so you guys get kind of split up in this process um and i think that this zoo is small but it's still, it's not really tiny. Um, where do you guys find yourselves um, when something supernatural happens? Next to the big cats. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, Woker's, Woker's next to a bunch of big cats. I'm going to ask you a nasty question. Did Bishop yeah. and the dudes just kill those cats? To be like, shut these fucking things up and shoot them. Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, they may be villains, but they're not monsters. Yeah, so Welker's next to a bunch of big cats. They're, like, snarling and making weird noises in the background because they're freaked the fuck out, these cats. There's explosions. They have, perhaps, in the way that animals often can feel a, a hurricane or tornado coming, they've sensed something's up, and they're, uh, they're like, running about in the cage, sometimes, like, fighting with each other, just growling when you come up. They, like, hiss and growl at you and rake their claws against the bars. Mm-hmm. It's like an old-timey zoo, apparently, in my head, where everybody can get right up to the cage. Like, eh, fuck it. Lose your arm. Yeah, but stick um, in there. Yeah, yeah. you poke at him real good. Sundry, where are you? Where do you find yourself when something extremely magical happens? Um, maybe, like, Sundry is trying to follow Welker. He kind of gets turned around. He sees that a patrol of guards are coming. And so he, like, just hops over the fence um, of, like, what he's next to. And... Uh, 
without realizing it, he's jumped into like the the alligator lake. All right, <laughs> you were you were getting in that alligator lake one way or another. All right, awesome. That's where you find yourself, and you hear like you we see the we see you hop down and hop in, and at first we don't see anything, and then in the way foreground of the shot, like you see that one slides into the pond, and you see that tail kind of like whip towards Sundry. Um, as this thing's moving towards him and you see, you hear maybe that like low growl that the gators make that's kind of like growling exhalation noise. We see like a shot of, I'm going to say it's like a, like a red, but like a weird iridescent red light that, um, kind of like bathes like your faces and you turn towards it. And within this park, you see that, uh, there's something that's like glowing and you can very Welker, especially after hearing those folks talk from the security footage he saw, can realize and sundry from being at the uh, the swamp plantation house. Um, this node, this location has been activated. And this is like you can see that this place, like if you look on the ground, there are parts of the ground itself that are color out of space style like iridescently glowing in weird colors mostly a like a opalescent red okay yeah well, Walker will definitely want to be heading in that direction if you're yeah so I, I think the good thing is it kind of zeroes you guys in on where this is like even further but you're coming at it from different directions and you have to ask yourselves are we too late Meanwhile, outside Ash and Darkblade, you guys can see, um, Darkblade, you can probably feel this for a second. You maybe like feel it in the back of your teeth that like this like vibration is there. And you can even before it becomes visible to the naked eye, you can see the aura of what's happening. And then a couple moments later, after you like point to it, Ash, you can see that there's this glowing red, um, what did I say? Like opalescent, iridescent red color coming out of like one spot in particular in this, uh, in these fairgrounds. And you know, well, if that's not where they are, that's where something big is happening. So yeah, Ash says, well, if that's not what they are, that's where something big's happening. Let's go over there. Good call. <laughs> Good call. And you said it in an <laughs> awesome way. <laughs> High five. All right. Um, hmm. Do you guys want to look into anything about this as you're heading that way? Because I think you have kind of a schlep, especially because, Ash, this is a tough go for you as you're, like, kind of limping along, bleeding a lot. It's one of those wounds where... This is gross, but it's one of those wounds where you can see that, like, the cut's gone into, like, the fat and into the muscle and stuff. And, like, maybe below that... And so, like, when it, when you look at it, you're like, there are some colors that are pretty gross colors that you only see in, like, a video of surgery. I don't know how to do any first aid kind of stuff, so what if, uh, what if I stumble across something important? Do you have to be off on your own to do that? Um, nope, not this one. Hmm. So I'll put it in the chat to refresh us. 
don't know where it is. It can be something important now or never. <laughs> hmm. I have some story information that you guys can stumble across that would be pretty good. Um, I'm down. Yeah, but that would be not mechanically helpful. I think it would be lame if... Like, I think it would be kind of lame if it was like, the thing you stumble across is um, the tied-up medic for the park. Yeah, I, I was mostly looking for um, something story-related. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that you... Uh, yeah, by saying how... Wound, or re- reinforcing how wounded I was, I was like, I don't think I can be investigating anything right now, so hopefully just something else will come across me. Okay. So as Ash and Darkblade are heading in this direction, Ash is having to go real slowly and he has to rest and he finds himself resting at, um, unbeknownst to him, it's kind of the center of this park. And at the center of this park is this big statue. Um, kind of, it's a, almost like a model of the park in its first form when it first fully opened. And there's a big plaque that has all these readings. That's like... Uh, not readings. It has all this text on it, and if as you're kind of just trying to rest, you read over some of this text, and you can tell that. Um, and I may have given you some of this information, but it basically talks about how, like, uh, since the depression, this had been this place that, like, like uh, has had all of this visitation. All these families come here all the time. Annually, this many people come uh, come to this spot for um, family vacations. Uh, weddings are had here this many times a year. There's all of this stuff and you can basically make this realization that while some of these nodes were these things that were negative, like the plantation, the swamp plantation was something extremely negative. The uh, Cypress Knolls Tower Garden was something that was super dark. But this and Matlock's well seem to be things that were fairly positive. And you don't know why this would be a node in something evil or why Matlock's well would be a node in something evil. And then you remember that this stuff has been corrupted. And does Ash know that this crystal has been brought here? Probably, right? Yeah, I think I was around for the crystal time, right? Wasn't it the vampire one? Yes. And that you know that, like, oh, uh, the Lore Corporation brought this crystal here. Does that make sense? Sure. I know, I remember. Okay. I don't, I don't remember if Asha knows it in particular or not. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, the audience knows, right? Yeah. You realize that this crystal that had been part of the Cypress Knolls Tower Garden, this shard of it that's been brought here has corrupted this spot. Oh, okay. And that that's made this, which had previously been something that should be positive and should be full of this positive energy, full of this negative and dark energy. It's it's twisted it and corrupted it. So yeah, maybe I'll explain all that to Darkblade and just say, uh, we got to get this crystal out of here. Whoever brought it here is doing this on purpose. They have to be. And we found that crystal when we were dealing with uh, vampires. Mm-hmm. This blood red light might have something to do with that. Where should we take it? Can we destroy it? Well, as long as we get away from this node, I mean, if if you can think of a way to destroy it, that'd be even better. 
but then he kind of maybe was resting up on the statue the base of the statue or something and then he even though he's bleeding out basically i think he's like all right let's get a move on i think i'm using the uh like the the sword in in the sheath you know like as this cane to help him along makes perfect sense cool all right you guys Woker and Sundry, you guys ready for a what could be a, a big battle? Hit me, Daddy. We see Welker kind of like face to face with these big cats. There's maybe like a tiger or a panther or something like that in there. And like I said, it rakes its claws across this. And when this light shines like tremendously, I think this animal kind of backs up and hisses and roars at the, at the thing. And then it kind of like runs away and backs to the back of this cage. And you can still hear it like growling and roaring at whatever's going on where it's terrified, but unable to get away. And so like, I guess I'll have to fight this thing and just screaming at it. Meanwhile, I think there are other animals throughout this place that are just flipping out as well. Um, There's monkeys that are screaming and screaming. Would there be an elephant? Definitely. Absolutely an elephant. Yeah, it's it's making that it's trumpeting or whatever the noise elephants make is called. It's it's doing its thing. And um, there's manta rays swimming even faster than normal. Yeah, fish are blubbing really yeah. loudly. Um, Devil rays. Oh my! Well, oh, yeah. they're in on the they're in on yeah. the fix. Maybe they were manta rays once, but not today. Yeah, not anymore. Now they're devil rays. Um, yeah, I think you even hear like uh, like a bashing noise as maybe this elephant that's like normally fairly subdued and old is like absolutely not and freaking out and trying to get out of this thing. And maybe even that's like a scene that we see that like really cements this. Uh, from outside, we hear this like crazy scene, and um, uh, yeah, Welker, you see this like just elephant bust out of this cage as okay. it's 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 terrified. It's 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 getting the fuck out of here. Maybe to again imply kind of the cruelty of some of these guys, you do hear some like gunshots go off, and you hear over the radio like like I don't know what the I don't know what the fuck's going on, but shut some of these animals up. And then you hear some gunshots off in the distance and things get a little quieter. Oof. If ever so we raised out about who the bad guy is. Yeah, so these guys are bad. There's our signal. Wait, I can't hear the devil rays. Yeah. What happened? Somebody check on the devil rays. They're not blubbing. <laughs> They're not blubbing. Okay, yeah. So Welker will be like trying to I mean, this thing's radiating light, apparently, but he'll be trying to get up to as close to it as possible, like while being sneaky. And whereas, you know, in the past he would have like his gun out like going like all tactically and stuff now he just feels this intense like when he's in battle mode he feels this intense need to like rip and tear stuff now like he doesn't have a gun in his hands anymore like he has just like his hands ready to go uh and he's as, just trying to get he, closer as we as we see that like expression on his face we cut back to those big cats like screaming and running at this uh growling at it and we cut back to his face and he's walking towards it um Similarly, uh, Sundry, I think there's no doubt in your mind that you can feel that there's like a, like this is connected to some kind of demonic energy. Okay. Like, like you, you as a person who's been in some ways imbued with this at times can feel like there's, it's present here. There's like uh, stilted and, um, sort of lousy country music just sort of wafting in the background. Sure. 
yeah, it's like it's a uh, it's all slowed down and uh, yeah, distorted. You'll follow that tune. There's been a makeshift uh, kind of barricade that's been set up, and I think that I have some like numbers of some of this stuff that I'll be working with as you guys go through this. But you can see kind of in the middle here, it had possibly been another one of the large pens before for some larger animals. And um, it's been kind of like cordoned off. And um, Welker, your plan to go through this is just to fight through this, right? I'll just go in hot. Okay. Like he's just going to like let out all of his like pent up, like repressed rage about everything that's happened and just like go in there, like uh, arms blazing. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and let's make a tough roll. Cause that sounds like, that sounds like a tough roll where you're essentially tempting to kick some ass, but kick some ass of everybody you encounter. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you can luck to change it to a twelve if you want. You can. You can do that. Ooh. What do you think? I have not spent a single luck point in this game. I always forget that's a possibility. Yeah, I'm fine if you want to do that, especially if there, that has you end up doing another crazy thing. Okay. So yeah, I'll spend the luck, um, and let's say the curse becomes stronger. Let's okay. go with, like, um, yeah, so maybe something about whatever holds them together becomes a little more, like, um, shaky. Sure. Or you can yeah. take, take a new curse, like feed. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Austin? What would be the most interesting to you? Since we're, since we're wrapping stuff up, um, you needing to feed on something could be interesting, but that kind of pushes you in one direction for how this character goes towards the end of things. Um, similarly, if it's like, I'm falling apart here, that pushes you in one of maybe two directions towards the end of stuff. Yeah, let's let's go with that. Um, it's sort of like a feeling like he has a bit of a time timer on on his body, that sort of thing. Okay. So yeah, as you you rush into this fight and um, the first of these opponents, you're able to, I think maybe they like kind of pop up and like shoot at you and you move a little faster than they thought and you're able to grab this person and what does it look like as you absolutely remove them from this conflict completely? Oh, um, what well, looks like it would have been like a pretty good judo chop to the neck is actually just like you can hear like the a loud reverberating crack and like their head is clearly limp in an unnatural way as they hit the ground um yeah just like ridiculous strength just like batting them aside much like a a tiger would have if he was out of the cage okay um and to continue that we see like maybe some of these other security contractors um like firing at welker and we maybe see some of these bullets kind of like ripping into him and um, he, how do we, how do, how do we see that um, as he goes and like maybe dispatches two or three more of these security contractors that in actuality he is not, um, he's changed 
and in fact like the the bonds that hold his body together um, in whatever form of life he continues to be are beginning to weaken. Well, I suppose the go-to answer would be uh, the bullets hit him, um, but he doesn't heal them up like he normally would. I know that's sort of similar to what Sundry has going on, so maybe well, like... Uh, it's, what, what's the possibility of they don't seem to affect him? Oh, the sure, they yeah. Person, they just don't okay. close. So it's just like, oh, you shot a hole in me, and now there's a hole in me. Right, so something like that, where it's like he suffers all the damage you would have thought, but he just, like, I don't know, something like, like uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to affect him, even though it's clearly affecting, like, how his body should be functioning. Uh, and maybe also, like, whereas once he would have really prioritized, like, his, like, um, company-issued, like, armor, like, Kevlar vest, now it's just clearly in rags and, like, not doing much at all for him anymore. Be like, this oh, yeah. Matter. I think you chose actually not to even bring it with you in an earlier session. I... I originally had like heavy combat armor and when I became the monster, he like toned it down to like okay. lesser, but now it's like basically it's almost like it's not even there. He just doesn't even notice. Like it's just like hanging off. Sure. Yeah. Some of the straps have been like hit and um, yeah, you get up to two of these other guys and we just see like this kind of rage that's come over you and uh, we cut away. And when we come back, you're standing there and we see all these wounds. We see these two guys mangle feet and um when we look back up at you, yeah, you just look like one of those caged animals that we had seen before, but as if you had just been let out of the cage. And uh, now one of the big differences is, aside from your demeanor, the these holes in you and that stuff, they're not closing. They're not going away. We kind of focus on them, and when we see you again later, they'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Sundry, meanwhile, you've got the same situation that you can tackle. You could try to keep sneaking into this place and utilize... uh, Hmm, since you got a 12, Carl, actually, you do get to ask a question. Oh, right. From the sharp list? Yeah, let's let's go from the sharp list. Where's Bishop? Damn it, (laughs) that would have been my first question. Mm. Oh, actually, you know, that it'd be a very, like thematically filling thing for either of us to deal with that so there's like a raised platform area um, that in the past I think used to work for um, people feeding whatever these animals were or kind of like maybe doing some kind of show or like exhibition and you're fairly positive he's up like you're like that's where I would be that's where he is This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included A Dangerous Location by Ron Ernest and H. Werewolf by Cowpay. Be sure to join us next Thursday for another exciting episode of This American Monster. 
and next Friday for a new short game. Every Saturday, one of our old long games, this time around likely Legend of the Five Rings Ryoko Wari City of Lies, will be released on YouTube. And Sunday, an old short game will be released on YouTube. Our YouTube channel, of course, is This American Dice. Mr. Witch and Mr. Light have an agreement with a group of hags who call themselves the Hourglass Coven. You see, they can come and go into the Witchlight Carnival as they please to steal from naughty patrons. But what happens when those patrons come back years later looking for those lost things? Find out as Wizards and Wine takes on the wild beyond the Witchlight. Two tables playing through the same adventure. One table more thoughtful, kind, and bold in their actions. The other table more decisive, more adventurous, a little more prone to taking risks. The actions of each table influences the gameplay of the other. Find out how it all shakes out with Wizards and Wine, the wild beyond the Witchlight. You can catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, and you can catch the live stream on Mondays. Find us on YouTube and Facebook. We hope to see you at the carnival very soon. I never cared for Austin. <laughs> <laughs>